chapter five of tilda jane's orphans this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kathleen tilda jane's orphans by marshall saunders chapter five tilda jane's mysterious errand before hank gave up travelling to settle down in ciscasset tilda jane and grandpa used to take their meals in the kitchen it was convenient and made less work for the little girl when hank came home and obtained work in mr waysmith's mill he said no more eating in the kitchen we've got a small dining-room and what is it for if not for use i'll fix it up and night after night when his work at the mill was done he painted papered and refurnished until he made the dining-room the pleasantest room in the house it had one bay window looking toward the east and in this window he had put up shells for tilda jane's house-plants to-night however the night of milkweed's arrival home the plants were carefully covered with newspapers to keep out the frost the red curtains were drawn and a brisk fire burned in a tiny stove tilda jane whose notions of art were yet somewhat primitive had bought a number of pictures to hang about the walls there was a highly coloured chromo of a hunting dog to suit her own fancy a winter landscape for grandpa a lurid representation of a horse for hank and for general purposes and for the good and enjoyment of the whole family a bright and staring motto worked in wool god bless our home her eyes often rested on this petition the lonely girl who had so long prayed for the blessings of a home never forgot to be grateful that she had at last attained to one whatever her trials and tribulations were underneath ran the deep current of satisfaction that she had obtained the desire of her heart in honor of milkweed's arrival there was an extra supper prepared and hank's lips curled appreciatively as he washed and brushed in the wood-house if that tilda jane ain't great he muttered as he buried his face in the clean roller towel the neatest little housekeeper and she only a young one she'll never want for anything as long as i've got a crust there'll always be two bites to it now are we all here he asked cheerfully stamping into the kitchen and surveying the dogs who were under the stove licking their lips and tilda jane and perletta who were bending over it where's my old dad here said a voice and grandpa came hobbling from his room supported by his two crutches let me clear the way sir and hank moved some chairs and made a path for the old man to enter the dining-room hey father we've got a tip-top spread to-night exclaimed hank as he helped the old man establish himself in his big armchair cold chicken and potato salad and hot biscuits and plum preserve and fruit cake and if my sense of smell don't deceive me hot cakes and coffee to come now ain't this better than old widow erring it alone grandpa casting a backward thought at his lonely life before tilda jane came to live with him muttered yes yes i guess so yes yes it's a blessing your appetite holds out hank went on affectionately it just warms the cockles of my heart to see you eat and you sleep pretty good and hard don't you yes yes said the old man suspiciously of course i sleep what do i go to bed for never have dreams said hank good-naturedly nor nightmare 
nightmare muttered his father indignantly don't know that kind of a mare never did never want to do you hear that tilda said hank as the little girl entered the room holding a big coffee-pot with both hands grandpa says he sleeps like a top never has nightmare tilda jane as she put the pot on the table turned her flushed face toward hank with such an unhappy stare that the young man made haste to change the subject i say he ejaculated hastily taking up the cream jug just look at that thick and yellow as gold lots of rich folks in city can't get such cream for love nor money that is a jewel of a cow by the way tilda you ain't named her yet i asked you to get something to call her by she's such a lady that i feel it ain't right to address her as if she was common cow flesh a name said tilda jane absently oh call her after the person we were speaking about a spell ago ruth ann i just loved that woman all right ruth ann let it be ruth ann minley no no said the little girl with a shudder i forgive mrs minley but i don't want to name any cows after her besides minley wasn't ruth ann's name i don't know what it was well we'll let it go at dilson said hank jovially ruth ann dilson give me a good strong cup of coffee and i'll drink to her health the little girl had seated herself behind the coffee-pot and the cups and saucers at the head of the table hank took the foot and old mr dillson sat between them on the side away from the fire just as they were about to bow their heads for tilda jane's grace before meat perletta appeared in the doorway a knife and fork and a plate in her hand tilda jane and grandpa scarcely glanced at her for they had this performance three times a day hank was the one to attend to her and hearing the rattle of the plate he turned his head and looked over his shoulder at her there's our houri at the gate of paradise again he said ironically only no houri ever was one-tenth as sassy you've put the things on the table what are you doing there i'm just as good as you be she said doggedly i'm going to set down with you oh no you're not get back to the kitchen she began her usual protest in places where i lived before they always had me at the table i hope they enjoyed your company said hank relentlessly you must have been among the aristocracy we common folks don't appreciate you get out now when you stays out i sits there she said angrily pointing to the warm side of the table that's like you to take advantage of my absence now go i'm boss here and a girl that talks as rude as you do ain't fit to sit down with decent conversing people you turn over a new leaf and let it stay and i'll admit you i ain't proud but i can't stand sass go now eat your supper by the kitchen fire and if you're a good girl i'll let you help me clean the harness this evening i'll not clean no harness she muttered as she shambled away but they all knew that she would be delighted to do so that girl is the most powerful argufier i ever saw remarked hank in a disgusted voice i don't see how you stand her all day tilda there's lots of good in her said the little girl in a low voice and i guess she'll get less obstreperous she will if i have her long enough said hank grimly i ain't one to take impudence with a laughing face sass has its place in life but you don't want it clear i say that chicken's tender sissy is it one of ours tilda jane wrinkled her face 
no hank i got it in the market i know it was like being rash with your money but i just can't eat our chickens and you won't kill them nor perletta so what can i do you're all right sissy buy all the chickens you want but what will you do with ours hens are powerful birds at the multiplication table i don't know hank perhaps i can exchange them why is it that we let the hens have pretty little chickens and nurse and tend them and then just when they're grown up and company for us we turn round and kill them hank shook his head there's a good many mysteries in the world sissy that blood and thunder one is the worst we've got to kill to get on if we didn't there'd be a worse state of things that there is now did you ever think how many chickens there'd be if we never killed any no hank after supper i'll get a pencil and do a bit of calculating if every old hen in ciscasset kept her chickens i'll wager that in ten years there wouldn't be enough food in the place for her and us too we humans would have to go to the wall that's the way we keep on top we crowd everything and everybody oh not everybody hank yes everybody isn't jake wendell too mad to speak to me cause i pushed him out of getting that place in the mill mr tracy was intending to offer it to him when you plumped in and begged it for me tilda jane paused with a tempting piece of butter biscuit halfway to her mouth and am i to blame because jake wendell's family is suffering for comforts this winter no no sissy he said soothingly you're not to blame you'd rather he'd suffer than me i'd rather no one would suffer she said can't you get him something to do hank maybe i can he said comfortably but let him roust round and get something for himself it's the smart ones that get on tilda jane looked round the room so comfortable in the glowing firelight and lamplight and if i wasn't here hank there'd be some other girl here i'm crowding someone out that's it tilda he said good-humouredly i hope you'll lie right down and die now her glance travelled round the room once more then came back to his shining face well i just shan't she said with one of her rare flashes of humour i'm going to stay with you and grandpa hank burst into a roar of laughter and beat his hand on his knee that's right tilda do all the good you can to others but hold on to your own job if it's right she said soberly i know i'm right to bide here if i thought i was wrong hank an iron cage wouldn't hold me you bet it wouldn't he said you're the kind of young one to run away with your cage on your back hey grandpa hello said the old man in a gruff voice hello he's gone deef said hank resignedly doesn't want to talk he was all right a spell ago masticate him dad he vociferated ruminesque cat and gravy what's that hank inquired tilda jane pricking up her ears latin sissy said the young man roguishly you know i'm studying some evenings i'd like to know languages said the little girl wistfully i can say some french i took from the melancons let perletta do some more work i want you to study a lot and that reminds me when will you begin going to school next tuesday hank monday will be wash day bah let silver tongue there do the washing you favor her too much tilda i won't after this she was new at first and things look queer to her well i've had a good supper said hank getting up after a time and i'm much obliged to you sissy for taking such a lot of pains to make this a special occasion i guess i'll go out and tell milkweed about it where's the lantern in the wood-house hank near the churn 
and the little girl went to one of the kitchen windows to watch him going out swinging the bright light and sending exquisite rays over the banks of snow suddenly she roused herself with a start and went back to the dining-room i must be going i have work to do this evening grandpa where do you want to sit here or in the kitchen grandpa who had mysteriously acquired his hearing said decidedly here tilda jane smiled as she turned his armchair to the fire grandpa did not say much but he did not like the new girl any better than hank did perletta said tilda jane going into the kitchen i have to run out a spell this evening run out said the big girl in surprise where are you going never mind if i wished you to know i would tell you while i'm gone i want you to clear the table and wash the dishes all alone exclaimed perletta in dismay yes all alone and be quick about it so you can help mr hank when he comes in ain't you goin out to the hen-house with me to grease them hen's legs not to-night not till to-morrow they're plumb scaly they will keep said tilda jane with dignity and she hurried away while perletta began to saunter lazily from dining-room to kitchen muttering under her breath yes hen's legs can wait no matter about hen's girls must run the streets poor hen's perletta will take the lantern and go all alone to grease their legs cock-a-doodle-doo and she gave a whoop that made poor grandpa jump in his chair End of chapter five